0: Welcome to The Aesthetic Report, a podcast for skincare professionals who want to grow in their careers by hearing directly from the individuals who have been there, done that, and are paving the future of their industry. Join us for the latest in all things skincare, beauty, wellness, business, and more. From interviews with leading experts to the burning topics on your mind, The Aesthetic Report starts now.
1: And of course, welcome to the Aesthetic Report, a podcast by Dermoscope. I am your host, AIA president and director of education, Michelle D'Aller-Brenner. And I am thrilled to be here to introduce to you another episode of The Aesthetic Report. And um, some time that's just for all about you, all of you skincare professionals that are out there that want to learn more about how to make it in the industry by hearing straight from our industry leaders, by our sources, um, one-on-one interviews, what's hot, what's going on, suggestions and ideas. We're here to help you with all of it. And today's episode, I'm going to pass off to my favorite in-house estheticians, Elizabeth Brazier and Lauren Farmer. And the ladies are here to talk to you today about a huge, hot topic in our business. And I can guarantee you 100%, probably one of the biggest struggles that you have, and that is how do you select the right product line for your spa, for your salon, for your business? when we are bombarded, I mean, seriously, almost oversaturated on lines that are available. And I know product manufacturers are probably thinking, come on now, but they know it too. There's so much that's out there. um, And obviously there's a product line for every person and every business, but how do you decide which one is right for you? And um, there's a lot of ways to look at it. There's a lot of thoughts, there's a lot of ideas. And I am gonna let our in-house professionals give you some of those answers. So Elizabeth and Lauren, you ladies are on, take it away.
2: I'll be done when I checked and I was like, oh no.
3: No, I think we moved this one later because Lauren had clients. Yeah, I already scheduled. had like a
2: full morning. So I was like trying to hurry. I was like, okay, let's go. I got to go and jump on. <laughs> and they're always oh, the God. ones that want to chit chat too. Uh, yeah. And th- this one that I had, that's why I was like, mm, I might can. But I already had my computer out and like everything kind of laid out. And so I was hoping that would she would kind of see like maybe yes, I was doing was just something. like
3: That's the Southern way to do it. Just start pulling things out and then just hope that
4: they... <laughs> Like, I like, was already
2: starting as she was talking to like <laughs> log on to, the, to my email.
4: <laughs> that's insane. So that's the polite way to do it. Is, yes.
2: Mm-hmm.
4: Oh, I just, I have such a busy day and yeah. Yeah. Uh-huh, and-
3: <laughs> I tell them you know about all that i'm like yeah i've got you know a a ton of clients this afternoon or whatever like i'm running to a meeting they're like okay yeah sorry sorry to take your time i was like no this is your time but like now it's my time so now i gotta go
2: there's no rush but please hurry up
3: (laughs) there is
2: (laughs) and i I always do it with a smile like yeah thanks okay i know and i have a bad
3: habit of always saying take your time like after i close down a session same. But I'm like, how how often do I really mean that? Because there's times where I'm like, yeah, they could probably like attempt but sometimes they really do. And I'm like, okay, now you need to kind of get. <laughs>
2: sometimes I knock on the door and I'm like, are you ready?
4: Are you like- okay? Yeah. yeah. yeah.
2: Are you ready? Like ten minutes. You're just concerned.
1: Are you okay? <laughs> <laughs>
2: Not for real, because I'm like, it only took you like two minutes to get into the bed, but for some reason, we're on like ten minutes to leave.
4: Yeah. Okay. Well, wow. I guess that's something that I should be conscious
3: though <laughs> if they ever wow. say that you're taking too long no <laughs>
4: <laughs> it's, I guess because you're relaxed and you don't like you're like oh of course I was eager to get in the bed but
3: now get out of it yeah they're always like oh man can I just that's the favorite joke too it's like can I just stay here for a few minutes longer I was like oh, okay. I've just started being like well I could charge you by the minute if you want and they're like no it's okay I'll get going <laughs> You're like, I'm just going to tack on an extra 20 to this bill.
4: So. Yes.
3: <laughs> and I'm like, I'll probably be cleaning up around you. So don't, don't, don't worry about me.
4: Don't worry. I'm just like <laughs> getting ready. I'm trying to go on with my day.
3: Yes. You know? mm-hmm.
4: My place <laughs> of work. Uh, <laughs> I like hearing from, and from that perspective, you guys know that. Like, I'm always like, really? Okay. What really <laughs> happens behind yeah, the scenes? Like
3: what not to do or what to do. <laughs> yeah. I know Dorian's like. SPA etiquette 101. Okay,
4: yeah. <laughs> I just want to be a good client. I want to be someone's favorite client. You know, that's my goal. You're so mine, yeah. even though I don't get you very often. <laughs> exactly. You're like, you you. <laughs> One treatment. There Once. You go. Once. Two years ago. Jeez, I can't believe it's already been <laughs> two years ago. Oh my goodness. <sighs> okay. Well, today we're talking about skincare lines and how there's so many of them honestly so many like
3: awesome. if I start to think about it even as a spa professional as a person that thinks about skincare literally morning noon and night it's overwhelming it's truly just that's the only word I can say it's just it's overwhelming the yeah. amount clients are overwhelmed we can be overwhelmed it seems like there's a new one that comes out almost every week yeah, I feel like. yeah. there's a ton I feel like professional probably doesn't come out as often but it's still a
2: lot I was watching this girl's YouTube the other day and she's an esthetician she was talking about some of the lines that aren't as well known but they're still kind of you know under the professional you know scope of things and just some of the names she was or brands that she was naming I was just overwhelmed listening at how many there were out there that even I was unaware of Mm -hmm. I thought I knew basically all of them.
3: (laughs) I know it's like you stop paying attention for a second and you feel like you are so behind Yeah, And I tried to do that with consumer brands because obviously clients come in first time and they're on everything, it feels like. And you're Mm -hmm. like, oh my God, I don't even know what that is. I I had that with a, I had like two different clients come in within like a week of each other um, that were both on this one. I'm guessing it probably got, mainstream on like social, like very quickly, they probably did an influencer program or something. And then I saw that they were selling at Sephora or whatever, completely unbeknownst to me. I didn't know who they were, but they were like, I love them. They're great. And so I had to start looking into them, looking into the ingredients and things like that. being like, you know, okay, this might be okay to use. If we see any issues pop up, you know, we may have to like tweak what you're doing, but yeah, sometimes you just have to tell them, I don't, I don't know much about that that brand. I, I may have heard of it or whatever. So let me look into it more for you. But I, I honestly will tell them, I'm like, you know, I don't know a ton. I'm going to get back to you on that. Let me do more research.
2: I mean, I've had a lot of new clients come in and they're using that drunk elephant brand. I don't know if you've mm-hmm. heard of that. So I actually like went in, you know, and was like looking at it because I wanted to see like they were like oh the packaging's so cute and it's got this ingredients and that but I had so many that were telling me they were using it I went and kind of did some research you know on my own about it because I'm like yeah let me let me see yeah, if I'll I have to get it, curious. It. It's crazy, yeah. Especially when like it's something that like <laughs> Sephora carries or Ulta mm-hmm. carry. You know, some, and when I go into these places anymore, I'm not buying skincare like that and on that level after using professional products for so long. So I think, yeah, sometimes it takes us going into some of these places and just educating ourselves on what a lot of our clientele might be using. That's not our products.
3: Exactly. I mean, I... I would say i window shop a lot on the sephora app the ulta app um mm-hmm. derm store i mean any of those like that i really yeah. go in there and i just start kind of filtering through seeing what some of the best sellers are things like that just so i can get an idea of what truly is out there why people may be gravitating to this i do feel a lot of it is influenced you know mm-hmm. through social media no shop a lot on the Sephora app, the Ulta app, um, mm-hmm. derm store. I mean, any of those like that, I really yeah. go in there and I just start kind of filtering through seeing what some of the best sellers are, things like that, just so I can get an idea of what truly is out there, why people may be gravitating to this. I do feel a lot of it is influenced, you know, mm-hmm. through social media. Um, yeah. so whether or not that's truly for their skin type is another issue to kind of take up with them in the treatment room. But, um, I do feel like that's where a lot of it started uh, first on YouTube, but then now quickly on uh, it's TikTok. you know, they'll even advertise
2: this is, you know, TikTok trending. <laughs> and then now we get a million ads for all these things that we've looked up. Like, I, I know. This- and I'm like, stop it. I have- <laughs> Literally last night, just kept popping up and popping up because I had kind of taken with all of these. And it's like, Oh, let me try this. Let me try this. Let me try this. So or I'd even
3: say, yeah, no, what, what were you going to say, Dory? And I'm, I'm going off on a tangent now. <laughs>
4: Just that everybody, like every influencer, I was just talking about it with Evelyn this morning, like every influencer is just like, oh, I found the Holy Grail product. Oh, if you have a skin like mine, I found the blah, 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 it's just going to change your, like everything. And I'm like, how is it that there is this many new products? And then some of them are ads and they're very clearly ads. And you're like, okay. But then some of them, you're like, I don't know. Even with like my, like trying to determine marketing brain that I'm like, it's, I don't know if you actually, like, you seem to really like this product, but how, how do you like so many products? Like, mm-hmm. I know, I understand there's good consumer products out there. It's hard for me to get that sentence out because, there's the oversaturation. So that's made the competition get more steep. And people basically have to be aware of your formulations. Now you can't just pump out anything and put a pretty label on it. Like people are more knowledgeable. They want to get better. Right. But that also means that the price is going up. Yes. But I just don't understand. If I was a consumer looking at this, I would just be like, you know what? I just, I think I'm going to pass. And that's so sad. Yeah.
2: Yeah. yeah. I actually see like two, influencers that put a lot of some skincare stuff out there and when they were coming to me for facials i had kind of specifically asked them if they could even start to you know talk more about like why they like that skin you know i was almost trying to get them to help educate instead of just being like oh i found it and it's like but every other week they were posting something that they had found that was like the it new product. And I was kind of telling them how that kind of hurts like our industry, um, you know, because they would ask me questions and I would ask them questions. So it was like good for us to kind of like go back and forth on that. But even they were like, yeah, like, I guess I really never thought about that before because influencers are not professionals and majority mm-hmm. of them are not estheticians. They're not dermatologists. They're not really anyone who understands the scope of skin. So it was kind of nice to like, even talk with them and kind of be like, Hey, like, how about we kind of start doing this, you know? Um, And I mean, I haven't seen them post as much. Um, you know, I do appreciate
3: the ones that do talk about what type of skin they have or what, skin history they've had, I feel like that maybe narrows it down for people, but also it's like, then you kind of narrow down your, your sales base a little bit too. And I get that they're, they're a business and they have to push what they have to push, but it's almost to like, you know, what, what degree I have had them on the table before. And could they tell me the first thing about their skin? No. And I'm like, have you ever been to an esthetician before or a skin professional? I'm like, I see you promoting a lot of skincare, you know, kind of across the board. Like, no, no, never been any anywhere before. This is my first time. And I'm like, oh my goodness. <laughs> yeah, it's a lot. Yeah. <laughs> um, I and I think that's kind of dumped over into some of the professional space now. A lot of times it is skin professionals talking about the products, but I do feel a lot of them get on the bandwagon because they see a lot of
4: other, you know, non
2: people yeah. making no, money. Me, they say that and yeah. they're like, I want
4: to make money. Yeah. yeah. Everybody they, wants they, to make yeah.
3: money. We, we got into this yeah. profession, you know, largely to make some money. Hopefully, you know, we, we can do this out of the goodness of our heart all day long, but you know, we're we're we eat. do want to help people, but yeah, we have <laughs> lives and we have bills and things like that. And you know, if I could live in just a skincare commune, that would be nice
2: too, <laughs> but <laughs>
4: Yeah, we'll, we're gonna start working on that one, Elizabeth. We'll we'll just plan that, there. Yeah. No it it may coffee. get there one of these days. Actually, that's where she's gonna be in the
2: next ten years.
3: <laughs> that's my long. That's my long term plan. Okay,
4: she's gonna be like our little leader, and we're gonna. That be like, will be
3: my trade, you know, in the community. I will help you with your skin, and you can give me some fresh eggs or whatever, you know.
4: <laughs> All right. Well, I think you know you might be onto something. The
2: way the I world mean, is going, we might
3: we might as well just just start planning for it. We may
0: need to start doing that.
3: (laughs) But yeah, I mean, definitely that, that oversaturation has bled into the professional side of the market. I think, you know, we all definitely had our favorites Coming in ten years ago, if not more, but you know the waters were very shallow. Like there may have just not been as much to choose from either. And you know certainly people were kind of getting a start, saying I you know I have this great brand and you should you know start with it. And you networked with people, and that's kind of how you knew what was up and coming. But I think it also was what way did did these companies kind of take their uh, you know where where they were actually distributing these products. And that's what a lot of people don't understand about treatments and and retail when it comes to like professional only that's like our back bar that's literally all that means that means things that you cannot get without a license that you cannot apply to the skin without a license yeah and i still think that gets confused a lot of times
2: yeah. too yeah It's confusing
4: it's hard to explain to somebody who doesn't i mean they know of course like the basics of the beauty industry and everything but just to try to explain like no see there's this pyramid and at the very top is <laughs> that's uh <laughs> that's where I am and I'm yeah. like no, isn't it you know or they're like oh these brands you know some of these brands are 30 plus years old and they're like well why have I never heard of them and you're like that's also uh-huh. a different conversation to have yes like, yeah it just comes to show is there's great products across the board you know good Mm -hmm. good price points good for everybody but in our space what do you guys believe makes a holy grail great I mean I know that I don't I actually want to take that term not so loosely and just be like what when when you guys do discover those products after Mm -hmm. all these years that you've been practicing what are the common factors that you know you're like this is a great product overall I I love this question
3: it can be Different, probably depending on where you are in your practice. Truly when I'm looking at something to basically put my name on. So I always think of it as this is an extension of me as, as the business as a professional. So it really has to do it for me in a sense of, These products are going to work as intended. So I will definitely sit there and talk to the brand educators, the um, manufacturers, anybody I can. And I love the ones that a lot of times are more esthetician backed. (laughs) Cause they kind of know our shoes and they know what we, what we need. Or, you know, they kind of have a start in say that research development state and then decided, you know what, we could definitely make a more effective skincare line than the brands we're researching. So I get all of the back information and then I'm like, do these products actually wow me? You know, I I hear all of the good things, but I, I want to try them out. And then my third thing is generally education-based. So this can even kind of supersede price point for me a lot of times. Um, because if they're giving that educational, which I know that I can sell this product at this price point, then that doesn't bother me. I really take that continuing education or educational support that they give and put that into the value aspect of the product line.
2: Well, I feel like mine is very simple, but mine not being on a different end when we talked earlier about like there being so many like lines in the market when I decided to go out on my own I spent about like eight months working so the line that I private label I wanted it to be a complete line that I could retail an entire skincare line and also everything back bar to use in my facials so when you come get a facial from me Yes, you're getting some circadia, the other line that I carry, but you are getting majority My Blush and Beauty line. So when you talk about putting your stamp and your name on something, like Mm -hmm. for me, that being my main product line, I worked in this particular company too. the lady that owns it also owns a med spa here in Dallas. So she knew... What the skin like needs and the ingredients and so working for months with that and like taking out some products, adding in some products and I was like, I'm not going to put my label on something if it does not work. Um, So for me, I tested a bunch of different things and I was like, this has to be as up there with the professional lines that I've used in the past as far as what I'm seeing in people's skin. Like I want them to 100% walk out of here and their skin, for especially some of my clients who had used some of the professional, you know, lines in the past, I wanted them to feel like they were even getting better. Um, you know, than some of those. And so for me, it was, you know, I take very I take pride. I'm very happy with my products because I tested. It. I didn't just be like, "Oh yeah, I'm going to just Use this, or I'm just going to private label one or two things. Like I have an entire line that I worked, you know, very hard on. So yeah, I just think that those are different things we have to look at. Products have to work. I mean, that's your number one thing. Is that we have to see a difference on ourselves, and our clients have to also be like, oh wow, my skin is good. As far as brand
4: support, I'm assuming that that has to play a huge factor into it because yeah, let's say there is a great line that has great products, but you know, it's hard to feel like they have your back. I have definitely nixed, whether it's treatments or
3: product lines or something, simply because their customer support was so terrible. Um, I couldn't get an email back. I tell people I'm like, listen, as, as an elder millennial, um, <laughs> I would rather send a text, send an email, send a, send a bird. I mean, rather than call anybody on the phone, but I'm like, call their office. If somebody does not answer or they can't get you in touch with who you need to, that's going to be a stimming problem throughout. Do you think somebody's going to walk up in your in your spa and help you if uh if they're not even going to just simply answer the phone or get back to you on an email? Likely no. Um yeah. unfortunately. And some of them have had like pretty good treatments or or um lines that I was kind of excited about and then just since I couldn't seem to talk to anybody about anything or it's more information, I was like, Well, you know what? There's probably other fish in the sea, at
4: this point, you
2: know? Yeah, exactly. Um, <laughs> uh, I mean, I we, so. we
3: see it all the time, yeah. Um, yeah. you know,
4: that's unfortunate, you know, when there is such a good product out there, and you're like, Well,
3: if only that is literally one of if my biggest pet peeves. Like, <laughs> I have such little time, you know, and if I spend my time writing an email or something like that, and somebody cannot use the 10 seconds to get back to me or just say, Hey, I'm busy. I'm in the middle of something. I'll get back to you in a second. I mean, I have like reps numbers that I've texted them and it's taken them like weeks to get back. And I'm like, that, that is literally a text. So it's the fastest form of communication that I know of. I can't get you to write me back. And I understand they're, they're blowing up all the time. I have reps I love and they're like, I am busy. I'm so sorry. Give me like a day, but I think it's that communication. If they don't have that communication, they won't have that communication. So definitely take that into account when you're first meeting because, because also I call it like that first date syndrome too, because we get it a lot in the med spa where, you know, reps companies will come out and like date you in the beginning. You know, they, they oh, bring they're you, lunch. you, they're mm-hmm. wooing you. Mm-hmm. They're like, hey yes. my brand is amazing. They, they <laughs> believe we have that big med spa money. You know, they they want to woo you for sure. So lunch, mm-hmm. and they're just like putting on the oh, you're so this is such a fabulous face, you're so fabulous. And you're like, oh my god, I am, thank you. finally oh, <laughs> yeah. so, oh, I've been waiting. Um, they're like
4: love bombing you. It's they like-
3: <laughs> they do, but if they're not going to keep up that love and support, <laughs> you know, yeah, um, then then, like,
1: sorry.
3: Yeah, because because we've definitely had that happen, and then it went downhill like pretty yeah. quickly and it's definitely like a love, love yeah. Ends. Yeah. Yeah. yeah 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 it really is
1: want all of the latest in aesthetic education in one easy spot Dermoscope's sd exclusive e-newsletter is the perfect place for estheticians to get the latest trending articles product giveaways Upcoming webinars, announcements, and more, all in one place, your inbox. Whether you're looking to catch up on new trends, seeking spa business tips from the professionals who know it best, or looking to score some fresh loot, the SD exclusive has your back. Never miss the chance for free continuing education from the authority on professional skincare. Visit bit, that's B-I-T dot L-Y backslash SD exclusive to sign up today.
4: So sad. <laughs> <laughs> okay.
0: Well, but, on the uh, other yeah. end,
4: do you guys ever feel pressure if, like, let's say, you had a couple clients asking about one specific line because maybe they're more well known or they've had a better journey of attacking the consumer market, but still keeping you know the esthetician in between? Um, I always wondered that that you're like, yeah, I've heard of that brand. It's it's okay but you know just the same people keep asking you're like well geez maybe i should start carrying
3: it yes there's definitely some in the medical So because it definitely like what what is the term all the kids are using now like gatekeeping oh yeah i'm not even sure if i'm using it correctly at this point but (laughs) a lot of the medical lines it feels that way because you know they're tied to just the doctors just the doctor's offices so they're the only ones that can get it and get it for you and whatever now though a lot of times they are being sold consumer based yeah. online as well
0: mm-hmm. so they've yeah. kind
3: of like back ended on themselves because they're like oh no we were doctor approved only you know so you couldn't get, it but now you can get it online it's fine you
4: can <laughs> it's everywhere
3: yeah yeah so you're like well then how medical was yeah. your medical line totally So yes, there's one, I'm not even sure if I'm allowed to say names at this point, but yes, there's one that I got asked about all the time, every which way, even, even lines would come in and just say, Hey, we have this product. It compares to this one that you've likely heard about. I'm like, "Mm mm-hmm so we did our testing based on that one as well. And it like outdid it all of these things. So then I can kind of say, well, you know, when my clients ask me about that, I'm like, Hey, the clinical trials, you know, when they did it on this one versus this one, it, it beat it out. So, yeah, I mean, if your clients are asking, you, especially like one specific product, cause it's usually not an entire line. It's, it's yeah. usually one, like okay. one, one hero product is what I call it out yes. of the line. That's everybody seems to be using and everybody seems to be going on about, or have used at one point in their life. And they're like, Hey, mm. what do you think about that? And I can usually tell them it's pretty overpriced for what you're getting. You know, I have a better, op- you know, alternative for you that I think would work better for your skin. And that's simply what I tell them. I'm like, you know, based on your skin itself, I think this would be a better option for you. And that's all you kind of have to leave it at.
2: And you can you even have to talk
3: negatively. Yeah.
2: Yeah. Yeah. And say, so oh, I've got something that compares with these same ingredients that will do this for your skin.
3: And I'm Lots like, plus it's cheaper. Skin. And they're like, yeah, less oh, expensive. Yay. <laughs> it's a dupe. No, it's, it's a dupe. It's a
4: professional <laughs> dupe. Yes. Yeah. That's the whole, oh, this is the dupe for that. And it's yeah. cheaper. And they're like, yeah. okay, sold. Yeah. I think that <laughs> yeah. too is like,
3: you as a professional, don't ever talk negatively about what your clients are using. You know, you know we can sit here and like, giggle about like, oh, that's trash and it's terrible whatever, (laughs) but don't say that to your clients. First of all, that's just going to put a bad taste in their mouth and likely they're not going to listen to anything else you have to say. Just say, you know what? I don't think that's
2: suited for your skin. (laughs) Yeah. It's all about wording. You just have to word it different, Mm -hmm. try to find them something else or.
4: So how much does a brand's marketing play into like selecting something that you guys want to align with, you know, because Everyone wants to talk about branding or what is the word for it? clout? If we're on this gen Z. <laughs> yeah. Let's put some of the gen Z language. <laughs> yeah. Wow. I mean, is, obviously you have to consider formulations if it works, but are you looking at packaging? Are you looking at, you know, the kind of marketing materials they give you? Yes. To a degree,
3: you know, packaging used to be such a thing and yeah. it's still like, it's still very nice and nostalgia for me. I love a good package. That did not come out the (laughs) right way. I was thinking, I was
1: going to be like, oh, it does. But, um, yeah, that's what she said. (laughs) Oh, no. That was for
4: our publisher, Amanda, who's probably going to listen to this later. She's really going to enjoy that. that.
3: (laughs) Um, I still feel like an 80s, 90s trend in skincare. Like, good packaging was such a cost factor in the product. It wasn't really what was inside the actual tube. It was, you know, this looks really good on my bathroom counter. Um, So I do appreciate nice looking packaging, but functional packaging is really what sells it to me because I've had so many people come back to me after say a reformulation or, you know, especially post COVID, a lot of companies have had to reassess their strategies with their packaging because they're not able to get pieces or parts. Mm -hmm. Um, So just understand that when you're seeing all of these like back orders and things, sometimes it's affected the actual packaging mechanisms. So they spend a lot of time like figuring out and formulating and things like that to work with the product inside. So I even had this conversation with another product line that I got to try out some things after, you know, the convention. And, you know, we were discussing, it was like this tinted serum and I'm like, yeah, you know, it's a little messy up top. Oh no, no, we're looking into that. We're trying to fix it. Just understand, like we're, we're working on it. We understand that there's a problem. I'm like, I appreciate that. Thank you so much for uh, working on that. Like it's not so bad that it's like, I can't use, like it's unusable, but the fact that they're looking into it, I was like, that makes me feel good like they're on top of it
2: it just shows that they care and they care what you know everybody thinks like not just us but all the consumers like because
3: mm-hmm. they're the ones that are going to complain like we can probably yeah. put up with really it because we're like yeah. you know
2: it's whatever yeah yeah we're like we'll work with it it's yeah
0: <laughs> yeah
1: we're not hard it's to please
2: I like simple packaging, too. I really do. Like, all of mine is really simple. You know, Circadia that I also carry is very simple. I always liked just the very simple. Like, as long as it's good packaging, it's functional, it works. Like, I think mm-hmm. that's great. I it think doesn't have to be too, like fancy when you're meat,
3: looking, yeah. You know,
2: beautiful bottle. Like you said, I feel like those were, like, 10 years ago, though. Everybody had these, like, fancy jars and and all of this. But I think at a price point now, especially with inflation, it's like, keep it simple. Keep it functional. What's inside is what truly Mm-hmm.
3: And now there's a big talk online, which I'm not sure if this will kind of hit even more of the mainstream, but about a lot of the um, sustainable packaging and kind of the new trend with that. I think it'll probably hit the professional market too as well. Although a lot of times it's like how sustainable can our part of it be when we have to like dispose of so much and all of these things, mm-hmm. but with the new refillable packaging and this and that and the other, does that lead to like another problem of having almost more plastic, more this? Like is is glass really the best option for this ingredient deck in here? Um, So I started listening to a lot of cosmetic chemists and kind of how they're breaking down that movement. So I think that's definitely something to Keep in mind, especially if sustainability or environmental factors are a big concern of yours in the spa, you know, with, with medical spaces, we can only kind of do so much. Like we're pretty limited right now. I do hope there's a market for sustainability at some point, but I don't know if we're there yet. So just some things to keep in mind, you know, when you're looking at that branding aspect too. Yeah. But as far as marketing goes, cause I don't feel like we touch back on that much too. You know, I, I do like when a company tries to stay a little bit in the mainstream yeah they don't have to like hit all the trends like i'm not trying to use trendy skincare um i'm trying to use what works but you know if they're going to have marketing materials available to me to use on those social platforms the way that i want to that's super helpful. You know, we even use like video roll in, in the spa on a TV. And so they make that available to us and that's really nice. And then are they doing any influencer marketing? It is that as important to me? Not yeah. really. I don't know. It just, <laughs> yeah. I think it
4: depends on who you are and who your target audience is. If you right. have a lot of-
3: If your clients early really yeah,
4: and they're living on TikTok yes. or whatever, then yeah, you need to have something cutting edge. Yes. But you can also be
3: that person too. Like you can be on there yeah. giving, you giving them good. that, you know, education as well.
4: We just
2: love making reels. <laughs> I, I know. It's them. so fun. I got to get better about all of that. Cause I know they want to see us, you know, I loved your last like, one. I thought it was so cute. I try. <laughs> I try. I don't know. Sometimes like I just get in the moment. I'm like, oh, like I should, you know, I need to do this. Today. It's really hard doing everything myself though. I don't have someone that helps me with marketing. I do all of this on my own. So mm-hmm. I mean it's you know, it's a lot. I mean, it really is. I mean, I even told my husband the other day, I was like, I feel like I need to find someone to help me with marketing that really understands marketing and understands mm-hmm. TikTok and Instagram and the reels and all of this because I do feel like I'm kind of an old soul with all of that, and I've built all of my business on just like word of mouth. And now I'm getting a lot more coming out of what I do post on social media. So I see how important it is to like keep up. But sometimes I feel like, oh my gosh, like I am drowning. Like I need <laughs> no. somebody. It's not. To kind it's of not a me. bad idea. I will say that. Yeah. Because you know? I don't like, have I can, like a call yeah. or other people yeah. to help me promote. Like I have to do this all on my own, and I'm like, oh my
0: gosh, it's
3: <laughs> a lot especially if you can like block real stuff, you know, if you can yeah. have someone come in for a day or two days and just like yeah. film you doing all kinds of things, you can use that as B-roll later on. Dory, yeah. tell me all Which about that. Because
2: <laughs> marketing, like I have to market my brand. I don't have anyone to market, you know,
4: well, my you brand, are the right? brand. Yes. Right. Yeah. Like, yeah. you're like I am blush and beauty I'm but like, I'm also oh, the director yeah, of marketing <laughs> <laughs> yeah
2: so yeah so marketing for me is like it's important with the other line that I carry but with you know so for me it's I have to just look at things very differently and I'm you know I have to be better at marketing you know myself and my brand and for anybody else out there who's doing their own private label type stuff I mean we just have to work a little bit harder because we may not we don't have that marketing help as if you are just only carrying professional lines mm-hmm. so we just have to work a little harder
4: it's okay have you guys ever uh ran into where you did invest in a line and went through it all but then realized that like it wasn't a good partnership long term mine was never right out
3: like outright with that it was usually a little ways into more often, it was due to issues with either how they decided to do their consumer-driven market. That tends to be probably the the biggest issue that I'm running into. You know, not that I mind a little bit that you know maybe they're marketing to the consumer directly, but uh, when you're not, you know, redirecting them. To the professional that starts yeah. to be a problem
4: okay Clinique, let's slow down yeah. like I know. <laughs> I know which has so many of them have
3: turned into and i feel like it got worse mm-hmm. over covid because everybody was struggling and i understand yeah. and they kind of had to again everybody had to redirect if i had to use that term you know again but they almost um, had to to keep
0: up yeah with everything.
3: but now they've kind of stayed that course because they're like oh this is great. This is so much easier than just going, you know, shipping our stuff to the esthetician than they selling it, you know, what all. And they're they're getting wholesale costs and all of these things. And so then they're offering all of these perks and benefits. It's like, you know, in small businesses. We can't match that a lot of times, you know, that's eating into our, our profit margin, um, which with retail, there's really only so much like that. I think that's a lot of things that people don't understand with retail. You know, you kind of have a cap on stuff because you don't want to be, you don't want to have the same product to somebody like a couple miles away, but have it at an exorbitant rate. So then I feel like that's what some of these professional product lines start to do is they're like, well we'll just market to you know um, all the people who have come into your shop and then just start sending them you know we're having an issue with that with Got one you of our out. and so we're considering cutting back on them actually now i thought this was a really interesting topic because we're we're considering um, switching up some things not circadia we love them we love you circadia shout out <laughs> I, agree. I know. I'm like both of us have been Circadia. so obviously. You know? <laughs> I know the podcast there, is sponsored by Circadia. Yes, we've got two people <laughs> <long> here <laughs> that
4: use this, so. <laughs> uh,
3: but we're in the midst of testing a brand to bring on and bring them on because they're not a, a huge line in the in the sense of how much they have. And I also like that is like not an overwhelming line. Like a line that just feels like it has 90,000 products. Way
2: too much, yeah.
3: And so you forget about things and forget that they're there. And then a client asks you about it and you're like, oh, yeah. They still make that? <laughs> <laughs> uh, estheticians that I would onboard and they're like, they were having like nervous breakdowns because they're just like I can't learn. All of
4: this. Yeah, it's a catalog at
2: that point. Yes. It's too much. Yeah. Yeah. It's just too much.
3: Now, if you're a new esthetician, you may want something that kind of has it hits a little bit on every category. Yeah. Um, and just
2: having those key few good products sometimes just is. Like and that's why you thing. see a
3: lot of a lot of us in the yeah. in the veteran stage who have multiple lines. It's not because we're like. I just want everything <laughs> like it's just we know that there are probably better pieces to another line versus a better piece maybe this line did it a little bit better than this one
2: yeah.
3: and so that's what I'm going to And those to use. that know
2: which ingredients work really well together too mm-hmm. you don't have to have you know 90 million things yeah. like we know what works um, mm-hmm. but like you said you are estheticians so they have to learn that and that comes with time and, mm-hmm.
3: and the safest and bet that. is to use everything from the same range because they've already tested yes. it together so they know what works that's yeah. going to be your safest route. Absolutely. When you, when you know ingredients, you know, what to look for, you know, formulations, kind of what your key pieces of like nose are, and maybe you yeah. have a small like range of yeses, then, uh, that will help you filter out a lot. So like heavy fragrance is one thing that I just can't do. Yeah. I, it's like a personal sensitivity. And I, I, we had a line at my last spa who I love the rep so much and i wanted so badly to use her products just because i'd like personally loved her so much she was so great at educating they had some really cool ingredient technology but oh my god they could not get rid of the fragrances the and smell. i told her i was like why why is this a thing she goes well we're we, we're based in france and so they're very yeah. big into fragrance yeah. My last line um,
2: I used, which is like 30 years old, I want to say, and not a lot of people used them, but they were based out of France too. Um, where I came, and their smells were so pungent. Like uh, even clients would complain in a facial about how strong, yeah. you know, the smell was. And
3: it's like it wasn't even like it, they were bath scents. It's right. just they were so overpowering. And then I'm like, then I have to layer this other fragrance thing on top and this other thing. And my room is small and it's all in here and it's condensed and the steam and just uh, it just it's it all becomes going up their nose because, and
2: yeah just, <laughs> it's like which, walking you know, into a department store and yeah, it's like <laughs>
3: here yeah, yeah. And you know I've I've kind of come off the bandwagon of like all fragrance is evil so it's like I don't hate fragrance but I prefer my skincare without it
2: I have like, to even be careful yeah. like burning candles or like you know using different mm. things because people are so sensitive to smells but yet I want it to be you know, like mm-hmm. nice, pleasant, and like soothing, yeah. but, not but not overbearing. Like I, this candle that I am about to throw away, I lit it the other day and it was just like grapefruit central, but it didn't smell like that before I burnt it. But then it was just like, just so overpowering. And I just, yeah. I can't do that. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I will
3: even ask clients. I'm like, do you have a smell that you prefer? I don't use. And you'll be really surprised sometimes what clients will tell you.
2: My products don't have much of a smell at all or some days, Like I have a few that smell very earthy because there's no filler, you know, in them. And I just have to, you know, sometimes I'm like, it doesn't smell the greatest, but it works. Mm-hmm. And that's right. all that really matters. <laughs> you don't make the rules, just <laughs> the way that it is. I mean, yeah. I mean, it's not going <laughs> to smell like flowers, you know, but I don't want
4: that. <laughs> not everything does and that's okay. Yes.
0: Yeah.
4: All right. <laughs> well, I know like to tackle like product lines is just like a huge topic but i think we did a pretty good job for the amount of time that we have (laughs) so um we thought it would be fun to play kind of a take on a game that's kind of trending right now on instagram and tiktok where it's the the he's a 10 but okay be insane (laughs) but we're not gonna do it so male focused because (laughs) Wants to do that. (laughs) And we're gonna do it with clients. So I have a few scenarios, and then you guys let me know what happens to your feeling towards this particular client. Okay, so the first one is she's a 10, she does home care, she books regularly, but for the entire, every service and for the entire service, she keeps her eyes open and staring at you.
3: The whole <laughs> oh world. no. Uh, I, you. <laughs> I think I've had this client. <laughs> I have a few. <laughs> <laughs> um, probably because like direct staring eye contact yeah. again just makes me mm-hmm. so uncomfortable. uncomfortable. And I have to, I have to work on like actually meeting people eye to eye. I'm going to, I'm going to say they they dropped to a seven because that would take a lot of energy from me.
2: I'll say a six. I'll come up from a two to a six. But six. Okay.
4: All right. That's good. Right? So yeah. It's bad. It's not too bad. Okay. Yeah. So the second one, she's a five. She's usually late. She books semi-regularly, kind of not the most pleasant to be around, but she always brings you Starbucks every time you see her.
2: Mm-mm.
4: Yeah. Which is probably why she's late.
2: i was thinking she's probably upstairs getting starbucks caveat yeah i'm gonna say i'm gonna say a
3: a seven yeah because it's still like it's eating into our so i am gonna get to enjoy that that coffee it's probably gonna be cold by the time (laughs) that we're done (laughs)
2: Yes. <laughs> it's an
4: iced latte
3: maybe
2: yeah. it's supposed to be
3: cool <laughs> yeah if if it's if it's iced that that gets you that gets you an extra I was gonna point. say so, I'll give a
2: seven or an eight but it better be what I really like yeah yes. you're better actually not just, like, your
3: favorite. not just like not just like the same drink because then because then yeah, yeah. you know, we, we're just on to you
4: <laughs> so top-notch coffee okay we got it okay. all right so the Top third notch. one um she's an eight she regularly, she kind of listens to you. She will shop. Um, so, pretty like overall great, not perfect, but she just will not let go of her Noxima and apricot scrub, in addition to, of course, the retail that you recommend. Oh, she's dropping.
2: Okay. Uh, yeah. You say an eight? You said she an was eight. an eight? Yeah, she was an eight. <laughs> yeah. I'm going to have to drop her down to like a five. <laughs> I'm going
3: to go with saying, I was like five. Yeah, because. Yeah, you know, I'm going to say five. They'll probably that's... complain about how her skin's not getting any better. Because again, I I've probably face had face that client. torn and torn. It's not improving yes. and she's mad at you. And
0: mm-hmm. I'm like, but but you're. you're <laughs> yeah, you know definitely what you're doing fine. at home. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. You're ruining okay. your skin. <laughs> Stop. <laughs> okay. She's
4: a three. Never listens. <laughs> mm. Is mildly rude, but she has brought you countless referrals that are good referrals.
3: Mm. Okay. She I goes up. These. She goes up quite a bit. Yeah.
4: Because
2: yeah, again- I have one of these.
3: Mm-hmm. Yeah. I was like, man, you- you've been on my client list. Like <laughs> <this> is- <laughs> yeah. My critical thinking
4: skills are just right on. Because
3: <laughs> listen, that old adage of like referrals are the best tip. Will I take a mm-hmm. referral over a tip? Probably. Yeah, because yeah. that's going to bring me long-term income versus just like that extra 10, 20 bucks that day, which now will only yeah. get me like a half tank in my car. I but have I've,
2: a few of my not so best, though, that have really referred some really good people. Yeah. Yeah. And which have been
3: shocking. Yeah. Because <laughs> <laughs> I dread <laughs> it before they come in. They're like, exactly. Oh, and I'm like, oh no. <laughs> like,
2: oh, no. <laughs> oh, yeah. And then I'm always like so thankful and they leave. I'm like, oh my gosh. Like, okay. That's not what I was expecting. Yeah. So
3: three, then she, she comes up to, to like a, a six, because I'll, I'll tolerate, I'll probably put her, because what did you say in the, in the episode about like the red flag clients or whatever, you'll just, you'll just book them on a day when you have like solid clients,
4: you know? Yeah. What about you, Lauren? What's, what is she? I would say, well,
2: if this person is like my client that has referred me some really good ones, I'll put it like a seven or an eight. Like I can, I can tolerate a few of them if they're referring me really good clients because I, I mean, I just can, because I mean, we need those good clients over a tip or over, there's always a reason to like balance it out. Granted, if they were rude or,
3: you know, slurs or something like that, it'd be a different conversation. But if they're just late and like, you know, they know, they usually know that they're late. Um, Mm -hmm. As long as they don't complain to me about their lateness, because that is not my problem. You know, I'm like, Hey, we will do what we can in the time, but then you need to to leave. (laughs) But then like, I got a client, so you got to go. But then you got to go. You start on in yeah. the door. <laughs> like your client this morning. You're
4: like, I'm busy. Let's go. Yeah.
2: Okay.
0: And we're done.
4: <laughs> yeah. Well, that is all the time that I have for today. But thank you guys. I always, I really, like I say, I always really enjoy talking to you and just getting a different perspective. And then it mm-hmm. makes me feel like I'm like, okay, I kind of know what's going on around yeah. here. <laughs> I could, I could
2: see, you know, you're definitely and, professional yeah. now. Yeah. <laughs>
4: I'm telling you, you're going to get your SD
3: certificate, you know, once we're, we're through like a year of like recording these, you're like, listen,
2: I got this. We need to make her like an aesthetic report. Uh, Aesthetic (laughs) Certificate
4: Certificate of success. That would be, I would really like, I would frame it right behind there and I'd put it right there. I'm going to get you an LED of like the aesthetic report behind. Uh, you, you know? be really <laughs> cool. Except Amanda would want to take it,
2: but you know, that's, yeah, she would. that's neither yeah, she here would. nor there.
4: <laughs> <laughs> uh, okay. Thank you so much for joining. I will talk to you guys later. And I hope you guys enjoyed this episode and you know, happy hunting on your perfect skincare line.
0: Thank you. Right. Bye everybody. Bye. Thank you for listening to The Aesthetic Report. Be sure to subscribe wherever you listen to podcasts so you'll never miss an episode. If you love the show, leave a review on Apple Podcasts and Spotify and tell all your SD besties to give us a listen. And don't forget, the education doesn't stop here. The Aesthetic Report is one of many platforms offered by Dermascope. Visit Dermascope.com for more education and industry news from the Authority on Professional Skin Care. Stay tuned and we'll see you next time for another episode of the Aesthetic Report.